Hello and welcome to the Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Krull, and you're listening to a very special bonus episode of the Imagineer Podcast. In today's bonus episode, I wanted to do something really special for cast members. As many of you know, cast members this year, um, just like all of us, have been suffering in many different ways. Park attendance has, of course, been, as expected, much lower than it was um, prior to March. And more than that, there were uh, thousands of cast members that were unfortunately laid off this year. And I sincerely hope that Disney is able to hire back thousands of cast members in 2021 and if you're listening back to this in 2021 i hope we are in a much better state of the world and a much better state at the disney parks um not only was i of course a cast member back in the day working at kilimanjaro safaris at disney's animal kingdom and then doing a bit of marketing work for disney vacation club but i also on every disney vacation acknowledge cast members in any way that i can even as simple thank you or a simple smile things that let cast members know they're doing a great job i remember even going on kilimanjaro safaris uh after having worked there and whenever i would get off that uh tembo truck i would always um give a special thank you to the cast member and let them know they did a terrific job they probably in most cases probably every case actually didn't know i used to work there but you know anything to make cast members feel special has always been something i've Uh, I tried to do as best as I can, and when I heard the news about the layoffs that came to Disney, I wanted to find a way to use this platform for good, for the good, for cast members. And I thought that one of the things I would always think about as a cast member is I would, you know, head to the Magic Kingdom um, on my day off or after a long day at work, and I would grab a, a scoop of ice cream or an ice cream cone or a um, you know a Starbucks beverage or, or something from Main Street and I would just sit down on a bench and watch and think to myself look at all the stories because at the end of the day Disney creates happiness by creating these incredible stories and helping families make memories possible make new memories together and cast members are the reason that happens. Not only those who operate the parks, but those who design the parks too. They are all responsible for all the stories. And I knew that there were so many stories out there. So I reached out to all of you and so many of you sent in your cast member stories, um, heartwarming stories from positive cast member interactions. And so I thought, what a better way, What, what can I do other than to share these stories with all of you, especially on, if you're in the U.S. today's Thanksgiving, um, to give thanks to all of these cast members, including not just those who are mentioned, but of course the thousands of others who have stories like these um, and moments like these every single day. Um, So this episode is going to be devoted to cast members. You're going to hear a lot of stories. Some of them are going to be read in my own voice because they were sent in as written stories. And others did send in voice memos that I will play back here on the podcast episode. And I certainly hope you appreciate and uh, relate to a lot of the stories here. 
course, at the end of the episode, I'll come back and tell you a little bit more about how you can connect with the Imagineer podcast on all your favorite social media channels and how you can help to inspire and create the future of this show. So grab some headphones, pull up your favorite armchair, and enjoy this extra special bonus episode of the Imagineer podcast. So this episode, as I mentioned, has a combination of voice memos that were submitted as well as written stories that a lot of you submitted to me that I will read on this podcast episode. To kick things off, I wanted to read a story that comes from Spencer, who sent in his story about uh, something that happened at the Disneyland Hotel in 2013. So here is Spencer's cast member story. My story took place in April of 2013 at the Disneyland Hotel. I was a teenager at the time and I have always loved all things Disney. My family had recently moved to Southern California, so we decided to have a weekend getaway at the parks. As we arrived at the Disneyland Hotel, my siblings and I waited in the lobby as my parents checked in. The cast member helping with check-in overheard my siblings and I talking about the signature suites that this hotel has and how it would be amazing to stay in one. She laughed softly and my dad noticed and jokingly said, any chance we could get one of those rooms? The cast member gave a reply about the price and also that they were booked months in advance. We didn't think or expect anything of that little interaction. Fast forward about two hours. We were at Disney's California Adventure walking to the ride Soarin' when my mom gets a phone call. She got off of the call and related to us that that was the hotel who had just called. Then she quoted the cast member who she had just spoken with on the phone. She said we had received a, quote, magical upgrade to the Pirates of the Caribbean signature suite free of charge. We were ecstatic to to say the least and raced back to the hotel to check out our amazing new room. It was an unforgettable weekend at Disney because of the magical upgrade from that cast member who overheard a few kids talking about an unlikely dream. Spencer, I think that, of course, is an incredible story and one we hear often about cast members who take a little bit of extra time, especially if you're kind, to do something extra magical if you really wanted that suite, of course, doesn't work all the time if you just go up to the front desk and say hey i've always wanted to stay at the pirates of the caribbean signature suite it's it's rare that they're gonna be able to give that to you because it might be booked or of course it's not always the best idea to just give free upgrades to everybody who asks but it is incredible when something like that does happen and i am so glad that you had that experience 
Uh, let's go to a short little story from Gabby, and then I'm going to go to our first voice memo. Gabby says, here's one of my cast member appreciation stories. It was my first time at Magic Kingdom during my birthday, and I went to Enchanted Tales of Belle to meet my favorite character, Belle. But I didn't realize I had to get in line to meet her at the end. When the story was over and Belle left, I started to cry, and a wonderful cast member saw it and put me in the next group. I was chosen to be Madame Wardrobe and finally met Belle. Gabby, again, a short but sweet story, and it's those little moments for sure that do make a big difference, and those are the types of things that do happen pretty frequently. I've seen as a cast member that uh, guest who wants, um, you know, who, who who's crying over something they didn't realize or... Um, you know, either had a, a really pleasant experience or an unpleasant experience, depends on what the story is. Uh, cast members will always go above and beyond to make your day a little extra special. So I wanted to go to my first voice memo that was sent in, and this was sent in from Sarah. Sarah has two stories that she shared, which I love both of these. First is about a cast member, Mitch who she encountered at the Wilderness Lodge over at Walt Disney World. And the second is about a cast member named Justin, who she encountered at Finding Nemo, the musical, over at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Man, I have so many cast member stories. I, I could just talk about it all day. But I'm going to get into two that I think really stand out to me. Uh, the first one is a few years back, I went to Walt Disney World's Wilderness Lodge, and I went with my family, and we stayed, we were lucky enough to stay at the club level of the resort, which is, like, really nice, and we were really fortunate to get up there, and the second we got up there, we met a cast member named Mitch, and he was doing the Disney College program, and at the time, I was in high school, and I was really fascinated with the Disney College program. So we ended up talking right off the bat, and he gave me tons of tips and tricks, and we, we must have talked for like 30 minutes, and he was so nice, and he helped us our entire trip. He would come up to us, and we'd talk just in between, like going from the resort to the parks, and we'd come back at night, and we'd talk to him as well. He was just so kind and so nice, and now we're friends on Facebook, and he's just so kind, and I'm very thankful for that trip and how much he helped us, and he was just the best. Another story I have would be when I saw Finding Nemo, the musical, on the same trip. I went by myself. I was with my parents, and they went on a date, so I went away from them, and I saw Finding Nemo on my own. And I remember I sat, I must have been six rows from the front, but I was right against the runway they have on the stage. And the show is fantastic. It's really, it's Broadway-level quality. And I remember... All the cast members at the end, in their final song, they run down the runway and they say hi to people. And I very specifically remember the cast member who played Marlin. I believe the exact person who played it that day was Justin Lore. He came up to me and he was like waving and he had his puppet and he was like acting and stuff. But he wears glasses as his character. And I also wear glasses. And he pointed at my glasses and he was like kind of saying, hey, you wear glasses. I wear glasses, too. And that was really special to me because I have background in theater and you don't really see too many characters wearing glasses in shows. And it was just kind of nice 
to see that representation that you don't see too often and it was just a nice moment for me and he was a great actor and the rest of the actors and actresses were also fantastic and I will miss that show dearly um but yeah those are my stories and I have so many more and the cast members deserve all the best and I miss them so much yeah all right, Sarah, thank you so much for sending in those stories. And uh, it's incredible when you get called out in a show. Um, that's always amazing when that happens. I remember as a kid, I never wanted to get called out in any kind of show. I was terrified of it, um, but I was a very shy kid. Even today, I don't usually want to get called out in the middle of a crowd. But it was. Uh, it sounds like you had a really great experience there with Justin and also with Mitch at the Wilderness Lodge. It's incredible when you get to stay in club level at any Walt Disney World Resort Hotel, and uh, I'm so glad you had that wonderful experience. Let's go back to a couple of written stories that were sent in. Um, this one comes from Shayla, who sent me a post she had um, on Instagram, and uh, let me share the story. So uh, it comes from, again, Shayla. Um, she says, this is Bridget, and she gives uh, Bridget's Instagram handle, um, a Disney PhotoPass photographer that you need to know. This is Disney magic. And then this, in addition to the photo, uh, Shayla goes on to talk about the story about Bridget. Throughout the morning, my birthday, our daughter Anya was being kid and she only wanted to sit and hide in her stroller. We were greeted by Bridget on the bridge to Tomorrowland. She patiently put her camera aside and started talking to Anya at length about Halloween decorations and characters, which forged a sweet new bond. This pandemic had been tough and lonely for an only child. She hasn't been able to see her friends, so this was a meaningful conversation. Bridget ended up capturing some of the most beautiful pictures of our trip with the castle and trees, which I'll post separately, and Anya finally got out of the stroller for the sake of her new friend. The encounter transformed Anya's mood as we chatted about Bridget and her funny ideas hours after we had parted. I think, Shayla, this is definitely a story that I also have seen happen a lot where kids who either are shy or who are having a rough day when they encounter the right cast member um, or cast member willing to go above and beyond and connect with your child can really make magic happen. And I'm so glad that Bridget, that Disney PhotoPass photographer, was able to make Anya's day and I'm sure Anya will carry those memories with her forever. So thank you so much for sending in your story. Uh, this next one comes from Alexandria, who says, quote, My daughter was released from the hospital while the doctors got her seizures that just began under control. And three days later, with doctor approval, we went on our first trip to Walt Disney World for her first birthday. We were chatting with a cast member, checking in to Caribbean Beach Resort, and mentioned how grateful we were to be there. We had a dinner reservation at Sebastian's and came back to a stuffed stitch. She commented on Sydney's outfit, and I said he was her favorite. A Mickey picture frame, balloons, a card, it was amazing, and to this day makes me cry. It was one of the most kind things I've ever experienced, and I'll never be able to thank her enough. Last year, when we took her for her second birthday, our first stop was Chef Mickey's. Sydney could not sit up at that time, and she is nonverbal. Mickey and Minnie got down on the floor to play with her, let her lay on them for support, and after they made their initial round, they came back to our table with a handwritten note addressed to her wishing her a happy birthday. 
Those cast members had me in a pool of tears. We had had the hardest year getting Sydney's diagnosis, finding the right team of doctors to take care of her, countless trips to Nashville, then two to Philadelphia for doctor appointments, and the sheer joy on her sweet little face to see Mickey and Minnie. It was the most priceless gift I've been given. I couldn't stop hugging them because I was crying too hard to get the words out. The heart this team has for children with special needs is nothing short of amazing. Alexandria, I totally agree with you. I, I'm always inspired by these stories. I, of course, encountered many children um, like your daughter, Sydney, on uh, as a cast member. And it's true that we, as cast members, do whatever possible to go above and beyond um, for every guest, but especially for children with special needs. And I remember there were occasions where children would come by at families with those make-a-wish buttons and there was a child on a wish trip to Walt Disney World and we did everything we possibly could like those were times where we already going above and beyond for guests stepped took it a step further and it really did whatever possible to make those memories um the the best memories of a lifetime and it sounds like you still look back on those memories fondly i'm so glad that mickey and minnie were able to be there for sydney and to make these incredible memories for her um, as well as that cast member you encountered at caribbean beach resort and wishing you and sydney the rest of your family all the very best Let's go back to a voice memo, and this comes from Silvana about a cast member, Jeff, she encountered at Space Mountain. Growing up visiting Walt Disney World frequently, I've experienced countless occasions where cast members made my Disney vacation extra special. There are a few occasions that stick out to me the most, and the one that I'm going to share was actually the most recent one. Um, it was my first time back to the parks during the COVID pandemic, which um, was something that I was looking obviously really forward to, but the excitement came with a lot of nervousness and anxiety. I was excited to be back to the magic, but I honestly wasn't expecting to have the same magical interactions I would normally have with other guests and cast members, but I'm really glad I was wrong. <laughs> I was in like a 40 minute line for Space Mountain with my cousin and it was gonna be her first time riding. While we were waiting in line, we made conversation with one of the cast members there. His name was Jeff and he was the absolute sweetest. He made a really big deal about my cousin's first time riding and made sure that we had the best seat in the house. And as we were boarding the rocket, he said to us, if you really like it, when you get off, don't go toward the exit. Follow the blue line on the wall and it'll bring you right back here. And I'll meet you there. So obviously we took him up on that offer, you know, like a free ride, no line, like duh. So we um we got up when we got off the ride, we met him there and he put us right in the front of the rocket and made sure that we had the whole thing to ourselves which was a really special experience you know like that I've never you know been on Space Mountain alone um and I the not waiting in a line also made the second ride so much fun <laughs> um and when we got off the ride he was waiting at the exit for us like um 
by where you get the pictures. And we chatted for a bit and um, we actually took a picture together as a little souvenir. So it was it was really nice. And if it was any other trip that, it, you know, like if that experience would have happened any other trip, um, you know, it would have been really magical and everything. But the reason that I'm going to remember it forever is because this year has sucked. Like, there's no other way to put it. It really just sucks, you know, 2020, but what are you going to do? <laughs> but the experience with the cast member reminded me that there's still magic in the world, even at such a dark time for everyone. Um, He, you know, helped me regain a little bit of hope and, and faith in the world that I'm growing up in. Um, he reminded me that there's still people out there who care about other people and care about making their days special. It's easy to forget that, you know, during times like this, especially. Um, and it reminded me that the, you know, little gestures that people make actually make a big difference in the world. And that's why I'm always going to remember it. Sylvana, thank you so much for sending in that story, and you told it beautifully. I remember on one occasion I had a similar experience to you. I encountered a cast member on Space Mountain who was really kind to us. It also was a relatively quiet evening. It was back when the parks were off-peak. I don't think there's such a thing anymore. But I had a cast member who we mentioned we loved Space Mountain, and he said, hey, when you get to the bottom, come right back up, same exact thing, and meet me there. And we rode Space Mountain three times in a row. Um, the fourth time, this is back when my motion sickness was not quite as uh, bad as it is now. I think when I was in my you know teenage years and young 20s, I was at sort of the peak of being able to handle attractions. And so this was even after eating dinner, having a burger at Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe. But after that third trip through space, I was ready to stop. <laughs> and um, he could have let us go another, you know, five, six times. But I said, no, nah, I think I'm, I'm done now. I don't think I could do that even once now after having dinner. But Sylvana, thank you uh, so much again for sending that in. Um, we have, a, again, we have so many stories here. I'm going to read three before going to our next voice memo. This one comes from Deanna, who has her cast member shout out. Here it goes. Last month, my husband and I took a quick trip to Disney World on a much needed reality break. It's my happy place. Deanna, it's mine too. Um, when I went to the front desk to buy our tickets for Magic Kingdom, apparently the park was at capacity. A manager, uh, and I re a manager renewed and stepped over um, and took over, took a look at the computer screen and asked me to wait just a moment. When we returned, he said I was set and to have a magical day. I was a little confused and asked, can I play here? And he said, you are all set. I said, oh, the tickets just get charged to our room. And he responded, I charged them to me. Enjoy your day. He has no idea how badly I needed that Disney break. And two free tickets were just the icing on the cake. I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. I believe it was Tony, but the resort was Saratoga Springs. Deanna. Again, that's another example, kind of like we talked about earlier with Spencer. It's a kind of a rare thing to get either a free upgrade or free tickets, but it sounds like that cast member, that manager at Saratoga Springs, whether it be Tony or somebody else, really wanted to make your day. So, so glad you got the chance to visit the Magic Kingdom on a day you thought it was sold out and you couldn't go. Um, so that is wonderful. 
This next one comes from Rachel. My family and I went to Disneyland sometime in late fall, the year Cars Land opened up. So there was a specific rope drop that morning in Disney California Adventure. We had planned it all out, and we were the first ones at the front of the rope. We made the big grand walk down the street of the land following the rope and cast members. Just as we got to the ride, the cast members got word that the ride was shut down for some further testing. We decided to stick around and wait. John, the cast member nearby, started chatting with us, asking where we were from, all the usual questions. We ended up playing games and talking with him and a few others for 35 to 40 minutes waiting for the ride. As soon as we could get back on, John led us, we were literally first in line, through the queue. At one point, he told the group behind us to follow the line further and took my family straight up to the ride. He thanked us for being great guests and gave us some fast passes. We had a blast that day enjoying the park and the fast passes. We stopped by every day of our trip just to say hi and ended up getting his number and becoming great friends with him. He even joined us in the park after his shift was over one night. We still keep up with John, make an effort to see him every trip we take. We are so grateful for every cast member who treats us like we are the star of the day. And I, uh, I have to agree, Rachel. I remember visiting Cars Land the year that it opened as well. I went there within a year, year and a half of it opening. And I remember that exact thing you're talking about. You would wait at Rope Drop in the morning specifically for Radiator Springs Racers. And um, it's those little cast member experiences because conversations in general are um, amazing. Just the time that cast members take to learn a little bit more about you and your family but then making a little extra magic and having you be the first ones on the attraction when it reopens, especially because you're sitting there waiting um, and you were already the first ones in line for the day and then giving you some fast passes to top it all off to make up for that lost time is wonderful. Um, this last one before we go to our next voice memo is from Karen, who writes, My name is Karen. I had dinner at the California Grill a few weeks ago, and one of your staff, Didi, made a true impact on my heart. This was written, by the way, on November 1st of 2018. So Karen's just sharing this now um, from a few weeks prior in, uh, I guess it would be October of 2018. Um, I'll continue from there. Uh, this moment speaks directly to the caliber of human he is and how we will forever be a part of one very painful but exceedingly sweet moment in my life. It would have been my brother's 50th birthday on October 17th. He passed away unexpectedly in April so I wanted to commemorate his big day by having dinner in a special place that he would have considered extravagant and fun. The last time we had been to the California Grill I believe it was called Top of the World. We were most certainly not old enough to appreciate getting dressed up, eating fancy food, and watching a dinner show that's for sure. I arrived early and to my delight was able to check in, grab a glass of champagne, and see the fireworks in the Magic Kingdom from the observation deck. Those were first for me, and Jean would have been delighted in it, I just know. I had a truly delicious steak dinner, his favorite, and for dessert chose the chocolate cake and ice cream. He loved chocolate cake. Loved. Just so happens that our parents owned a Baskin Robbins for over 30 years, so that was a sweet connection as well on that day since they had passed away several years ago. I had impeccably great service by Dee Dee, and at the end of the meal, sheepishly asked if he had a candle to add to the dessert, then told him why. A look of genuine empathy came over his face, and he said, of course, of course. Dee Dee went above with an additional dessert of creme brulee, tasted just like Christmas, and he went beyond with an extravagant glass of champagne to toast him. He lit the candle and stayed with me while tears puddled in my eyes, and he wished him a happy birthday and called him by name. His empathy, compassion, and extravagance touched me to the core. 
Those are the moments in life that have value, will last, and that matter. Finding another person who shares their compassion and humanity and is willing to just be in the moment with another person. I don't know if Didi saw it like that, but he needs to know, that's how I saw the moment. We'll remember it, and we'll cherish it all the days of my life. What a beautiful soul. You dear man, Didi, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. May you never lose your ability for compassion, and may you be blessed greatly because of it. Much love to you. With sincerest gratitude and thanks, Karen. Karen, uh, beautiful story. And it's amazing how people visit Walt Disney World for the good and for the bad, for all occasions, and especially on those bittersweet occasions. Um, You know, this, of course, is sad, but I call it bittersweet because of the positive um, take you have on it and the fact that you are celebrating a life and doing something that um, Gene would have always enjoyed. And uh, I, I can just feel the the emotions behind this letter. And I know that Gene reading it, I'm sorry, not Gene, Dee, Dee um, reading it definitely had a uh, smile on his face, probably some tears. And uh, I thank you so much for letting me share it with uh, the Imagineer podcast audience as well. By the way, um, just because you had kind of asked about California Grill being called Top of the World, it has always been California Grill, but Top of the World is over at Bay Lake Tower next door. So the chances are you might have been to the uh, Bay Lake Tower top um, being the top of the world and uh, or just uh, remember California Grill and are thinking about the two different names. They're both the contemporary, both of the top, so it is confusing. But uh, yeah, California Grill has always um, at least been called California Grill. And I love it there. It's my favorite restaurant. So thank you so much for sending that in. All right. So I'm going to go to another story that was sent in. This comes from Yvette, and it's about doing her first Star Wars 10K actually being her first 10K and having it be at Star Wars Half Marathon Weekend, and an encounter she had with a cast member at a happily ever after dessert party after that run. Hello. I would like to submit a cast member pixie dust story that happened to me back in April of 2018. I was down at Disney World for the Run Disney Star Wars weekend race, and I did my very first 10K and finished it. So I treated myself to the happily ever after fireworks party at Magic Kingdom. I was wearing my medal so I could take pictures in front of the castle with my medal, and a cast member at the party was sitting me at my table, commented about my medal, And I was telling her how this was my very first 10K that I completed and I was treating myself. She said, congratulations. And then off I went to the buffet to get my desserts. While I was up there, she came by and said, I left something at your table. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. Thinking it was like water or napkins. I didn't know what. Walked back and there was a giant strawberry covered in chocolate with cute little Mickey sprinkles and written in chocolate on the plate said, congratulations. Oh my goodness. So I spent the rest of the evening before we left for the fireworks trying to find her to thank her. And just like magic, she disappeared. So if you just happen to be watching or listening to this, um, 
thank you because I never got to thank you in person um, and I don't know your name, but that really was the cherry on top of a very exciting and fulfilling Star Wars 10K race weekend. So thank you and to all the cast members. You truly make our trips very magical. Yvette, thanks so much for sharing that story and sending in your voice memo. I always love hearing these stories in guests' own words, and I am uh, so happy you had such a positive experience. Congrats again on that first 10K. I hope you've done more Run Disney since, or if you haven't, are planning to do more because they are incredible. So thanks so much for sending that in. Before we get to some more written stories, I want to pass this over to Sally, who has a story to share about a cast member she encountered at Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. So the experience I have was 2019 summer last year in Disneyland. It was a pretty hot and crowded day. Me and my friend was in the line waiting for Big Thunder. And there's a cast member, I don't know his name, but he was in the middle of the area of the line. Um, I think trying to make sure everything is in control that people are keeping up um, for going forward for the line. I'm a huge fan of Stitch, so every time I visit a Disney park, I wear my Stitch earband. So that day, the guy in the middle, the cast member, he noticed my earband and suddenly he used a Stitch voice to talk to me. Everything was, everything just happened so all of a sudden and I was so shocked. I literally told him he just made my day. And that is by far still the most unforgettable, the coolest and most magical experience I have with the cast member in Disney Park. And I mean, don't we just all love Disney's cast member? They're just so amazing. They're magical and we just love them so much. Sally, thanks to you for sending in that story about Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. I find the cast members at attractions are always a lot of fun, and I am so glad you had such a positive experience. Let's go to some more written stories. I have just a few left, about, um, well, it looks like about five, six left. So let me go to the next one that was sent in by Tomas. Um, and here's what Tomas writes. Before anything, I just want to say congrats for the initiative and for all your work with this amazing podcast. I'm a huge Disney fan and my dream is to become an Imagineer. So thank you for bringing us back to the parks with you and for always helping me revisit the best moments of my life. Tomas, you're so welcome. Um, and thanks so much for the kind words. So a moment that I'll definitely remember forever with the Disney cast member happened at the AMC movie theater at Disney Springs. I was going to watch a movie with my family during our trip. While we were looking for a place to buy popcorn, we saw an elderly employee with a big smile on his face pushing a cart with cleaning products. We were very surprised because it's not very common to see a person his age still working in my country. We figured he must really like his job. We asked him where we should go and he took us there. He asked which movie we were going to watch and how our vacation was going so far. He was so nice and had such a big smile on his face that he completely changed my experience. Another story with a cast member happened during my first Disney trip, when I was three years old. I went with my family for a meal with the Disney princesses. I didn't speak English at the time, I'm not from an English-speaking country, so my parents were my translators. I remember that Ariel was so nice and she said that my eyes were the color of her dress. I was so happy and I gave her a big hug. 
Although these aren't extraordinary experiences, I believe that the true Disney magic isn't only in the grand things and actions, but in doing the basic things so well that the guests never forget. That's how Disney touches our hearts. Thank you for this opportunity. It's an honor to be part of such an amazing episode. Tomas, it's such an honor to be able to read a few of those amazing stories. And you're right, by far, it's not always those big extravagant stories we remember, but the simple things and cast members are trained to make those big things happen in small ways every single day. Um, again, when I think back to my days sitting at the Magic Kingdom, watching guests go by, thinking about all the stories, it's incredible how you see these stories happen day in and day out thanks to all of our cast members. Uh, let's go to a story from Liz. Cast members have always been great during my Disney vacations. When I was in middle school, my grandparents started treating for all their kids, five of their children, their spouses, and my cousins, totaling about 20 to 25 people, wow, um, to go to Disney as a way for all of us who live in different states to get together every other year for a big family vacation. Disney cast members always helped us stay together from rides to dinners. It never seemed like a problem to accommodate all of us when we came through. Also, when my husband and I were on our honeymoon, December 2012, he was on his first trip to Disney. We had our honeymoon celebration buttons on and in line for the Tower of Terror. We finally made it to the front of the line, and the cast member in charge of letting people on the ride pulled us aside. He put us in an elevator, just us, and we ended up having the best time. My husband loves that ride and, I, and loves telling the story of us having the elevator to ourselves, as well as the amazing pictures we have of me screaming and him looking at me and laughing. But the most memorable cast member experience for me was in January of 2007. It was the last Disney vacation my extended family had as my grandfather had passed that October before as we were planning our next vacation. My grandma said he would want us to go, so we went. It was the year of a million dreams. And that day, we were in Epcot. My large family of 20 had a fast pass for Soren, and we were a little early and decided to go ride on Living with the Land until our fast pass time. When we got off the ride, there were cast members waiting for us with special giveaway fast passes as a celebration prize for that day. I know that cast member didn't know our story, but those fast passes meant the world to us because we felt like it was some sort of sign for my grandpa, using his connections to let us have the best time possible. Um... Well, I definitely have to say, Liz, thank you so much for sending in this story. I remember the Year of a Million Dreams very well. That's when I did the Disney College program. The Dream Squad was out there every day. They had to have the best job ever. They literally were out there every day, and their only job, well, well not their only job, but their job was to make guests' day and make their vacations even better by sprinkling a little extra pixie dust and giving away one of those dream gifts, whether it be something as simple as fast passes or a night in the Cinderella Castle Suite or a free Disney Cruise Line vacation um, or a free Mickey Premium Bar. They did anything they could. It could have been, into your case, a, a, uh, a ride on Tower of Terror just by yourself. It sounds like you had an awesome honeymoon, and I'm so glad your husband enjoyed that experience. But um, thank you so much for sending in that story. Um, let's do one more. This comes from Jessica, and then we will go to our next voice memo. Jessica says, When I was growing up, we went to Disney World once or twice every year. Every trip, we'd have breakfast at Cinderella's Royal Table. Right after you check in, you were able to take a photo with Cinderella and the Fairy Godmother. Since we went so frequently, the Fairy Godmother would recognize us. 
During a parade, the fairy godmother came up to my family and started talking to my brother and I. She remembered our names from our frequent visits to Cinderella's royal table. I was probably seven when this happened. I will never forget how special I felt because the fairy godmother remembered me. The second story also happened at Cinderella's royal table. I was probably five when this happened. I was dressed as Cinderella, but my wig kept falling off my head. Snow White saw how much trouble I was having and pulled me into a corner to help me with my wig. Not only did the wig remain in place for the rest of the day, I was also able to have a conversation with Snow White. Jessica, I love those stories. I, I love that you have that tradition and you go so frequently that the fairy godmother remembers you. Um, that is awesome. And it sounds like you had a, uh, a great uh, encounter with Snow White as well. And uh, it's it's those, those moments with with some of the characters at Disney that are incredibly memorable. So let's go to our next voice memo. And this comes from Adrienne and it's about a, uh, an encounter she had with a cast member at Cafe Orleans at Disneyland. My cast member, thank you, goes back 13 years. Um, in September of 2007, I went on my first solo Disneyland trip it was after a divorce, and I was still really self-conscious about traveling by myself, dining out by myself, pretty much doing anything by myself. And at Disneyland, I felt kind of more comfortable, so I made myself a reservation at Cafe Orleans for lunch, because lunch is less scary than dinner for dining alone. And my server was a beautiful, wonderful woman named Tuesday who was so gracious and so welcoming and so attentive. It completely took away any self-consciousness I had about the awkwardness of dining by myself at a restaurant. And the lion's share of how wonderful that was was because she was so kind and so amazing. So thank you very much. Adrienne, thank you so much for sending in that story. I definitely have some memories of being in Walt Disney World by myself, whether it's because I was just spending a day off there or on one occasion, I remember when I was still a seasonal cast member, I went by myself. <clears throat> it was probably the loneliest trip I had to Disney because not only was I by myself, but I was I was working, which was, which was fun. Um, but I, I just remember cast members can make your day better and uh, especially when you're by yourself um on a solo trip when you're missing your family or um <clears throat> you know in, in your case in particular I, I imagine that can be a very lonely experience and um a kind of a again a bittersweet one being in the happiest place on earth but knowing that uh at home life isn't perfect and so I uh, certainly appreciate you sending in that story, and I'm so glad you had that positive encounter at Cafe Orleans. Let's go to a couple more written stories before our last voice memo. This comes from Patricia. One of the most heartwarming stories from cast members that I remember was when we, we traveled to Walt Disney World as a family, taking my small cousins for the first time. We live in Brazil, so it's not as often as we want that we can go to Disney, but luckily we could take our cousins when they were about four and six years old. My six-year-old cousin loved Indiana Jones. He was basically his childhood hero, so he was super excited when we got to Hollywood Studios to watch the show. Unfortunately, that day the show wouldn't be running, and we only realized that when we got to the entrance of the show and there was a sign there. My cousin was devastated. After all, that was what he wanted to do most in the park, especially considering he wasn't tall enough for some of the rides. 
We had bought one day one park or one day park tickets, so we went to guest relations to at least see if Indiana Jones would be available to meet and greet, since it was too expensive to buy another ticket to come back another day. As we explained the situation to the cast member, she told us that even though Indiana Jones would not be available for meet and greet, she would give us another park ticket free of charge to come back the next day to watch the show. She even recommended what park to go on that day, considering that we had already lost some park hours. That simple gesture made our whole trip more magical, not only to my little cousin who was extremely happy when he got to see the show, but also for us since we could enjoy all that Disney had to offer. Unfortunately, we didn't write down her name and have since forgotten it, but we will always remember her gesture that made our trip more fun and magical. Even though we don't have any more stories like this one, a simple smile and an exciting good morning from a cast member will always show the Disney magic that makes these parks different from others of a different company. Patricia, thanks so much for sending in this story, and I have to agree that that sounds like an incredible experience you had, and you're not alone with forgetting cast member names. I find that it's pretty common. Um, when I was a cast member, I never took it personally. It's You're focused on your vacation, as you should, and I know that uh, most cast members would not disagree with me there. Then there's been plenty of occasions where I've gone to Disney, and I've had a great encounter, and I've forgotten the cast member's name. It definitely happens. Um, but whenever possible, I definitely try to remember the cast member's name. And if I have had a, uh, a particularly positive experience, something that goes above and beyond, one of the best things you could do for that cast member if you're going to Disney anytime soon is to go to Twitter and to tag WDW Guest Service. Um, again, that's at WDW Guest Service. They are a verified account on Twitter, so just look for that blue check mark and use the hashtag cast compliment and uh, just leave your story there. Either you can type it out into your notepad as a full story and then take an image of that and uh, you know write a little tweet around it. And then again, tag WDW guest service and use the hashtag cast compliment um, and let that cast member know because Disney will actually go ahead and forward that tweet onto that cast member. So it's one of the most efficient ways, one of the best ways to get your story across just and to thank that cast member just make sure you specify um who the cast member was what day you visited about what time and where just so that they're able to locate on their schedules who that cast member is because of course there's lots of johns and there's lots of uh sarahs and so it can get tough so just make sure you specify but uh either way much like you're submitting all these cast stories to me all they're going to is the podcast i'm reading them on the air but if you want to get back to the cast member Definitely make sure to follow that official Disney account, WDW Guest Service, and use the hashtag CastCompliment. Uh, let's go to one more written story. This comes from Eric before going to our last uh, submitted voice memo, and here's what Eric has to say. The week before Christmas 2019, I spent a week at Disney World with my wife uh, th and three-year-old son, Henry. It was an unforgettable time. On the second to last day, we had just finished eating too much food at Chef Mickey's, and we were on the monorail platform inside Contemporary about to head to Magic Kingdom. My son had a toy monorail we had bought him at the beginning of the vacation as he was infatuated and carried it the whole week. Unfortunately, one of the connections um, succumbed to the stress of a three-year-old boy and broke, it, broke, yet he continued to carry it everywhere. One of the platform cast members named Paul came over kneeled down and started talking with my son about monorails. He asked what had happened to the toy, then said, don't go anywhere, I'll be right back. 
about two minutes later, Paul came back over with the Pinocchio pass for a brand new monorail. My son was ecstatic and would not stop asking about it until we found a store with another monorail. Another perfect example of Disney making magic and proving why people like us keep coming back. I wish I could thank Paul again. If he happens to hear this, I want him to know how much we appreciate his act of kindness. This is a memory my wife and I will never forget. Eric, I know that is, of course, bound to happen. You have a, you know, a young kid. Um, as much as he might love his toy, uh, you know, kids are, are not uh, immune to to uh, getting frustrated or, or angry and might break a toy in frustration. And I'm so glad that Paul was there to make uh, Henry's day and uh, to replace that monorail for him. I'm sure that, as you mentioned, you and your wife will never forget it. I, I hope Hen Henry never forgets it either. And uh, it's those little moments that always make for great experiences at Disney. So let's go to our last voice memo sent in. This comes from Sam, and it is about a uh, T-shirt he was wearing that day about an attraction many of you might miss and his experience over at Seven Dwarves Mine Train at the Magic Kingdom. Hi, this is Sam from Dallas, Texas. DVC member, home is Bay Lake Tower. And my family and I had an awesome magical experience brought to us by a cast member uh, several years ago on the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. So as everyone knows, I am a huge Maelstrom fan. Um, breaks my heart that it's gone. Uh, I will lament about uh, it being replaced regularly. So on that day, I was wearing a t-shirt that had the Norwegian ship on it, and it said 1988 to 2014, uh, RIP Maelstrom. And we had waited in the queue about an hour, maybe a little over an hour for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Did not have the fast pass. And our cast member was asking how many we had in our party. We let him know we had five. And she saw my shirt and she said, oh my gosh, I love the Maelstrom, RIP. And I said, oh, I know, I can never let it go. And that was kind of my pun. And then she got it and she's like, oh, let it go. I was like, that's right, never let it go. Uh, and so we laughed about it. We got on the ride and then we rode the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which is an awesome ride. And at the end of it, we had a different cast member ask us if we enjoyed our experience. We said, yes, we love the ride. And she said, would you like to ride it again? And we were like shocked. We were like, yeah, absolutely. She said, okay, follow me to the front of the line. And we we're like, what is going on? And she said, well, a cast member really liked your Maelstrom t-shirt. And so she thought you should be able to ride the mine train again. So uh, just an awesome Disney uh, magical experience brought to us by a cast member. Um, just sharing the love for an attraction that is no longer and really just made our day and something we've shared with so many people about how awesome uh, the cast members are at Disney. So thanks. 
Sam, thank you so much for sending in that story. It's so great you got to ride Seven Dwarves Mine Train two times in a row. It's not common to do that. As you know, the line for Seven Dwarves Mine Train gets quite long, and I'm sure that uh, you are not the first to wear a Maelstrom t-shirt, nor will you be the last. But I am so glad you wore it to the park and had such a great cast member experience with someone else who loved that attraction. Let's go to our last written story. And this is actually a few stories that were sent in from Isabella, or she goes by uh, Bella for short. And here are the stories that Bella had to share. Hi, my name is Bella, and I am a big fan of Imagine Your Podcast. Thank you, Bella. Uh, I saw your recent post about a special podcast that you're making of stories from magic that the cast members have filled guests with over the years. I'm incredibly moved by you doing this and really wanted to reach out to share just a few small stories, any uh, for you to choose from. They all mean so much to me and I would love to be able to share them. These are just a few that have stuck with me and my family throughout time. So below I wrote out just a few that you can take your pick of choosing if you are able to make room for any of them. Please enjoy them. Bella, especially because you had such kind words about the show. Um, I'm so glad you sent in these stories and took the time. I will share them all. So here's her first one. When I was nine, my family and I were staying at the Coronado Springs Resort. One morning, we were getting breakfast at that food court they have. My little sister, who was five at the time, bought a small Disney shopping bag full of little things like sunglasses and lip gloss with us to breakfast. My mom told her to leave it in the room so she didn't lose it or had it stolen. Being five years old, she didn't listen and brought it anyway. When we got back to the room, my sister announced she left it on the table at the food court. We all went back and looked everywhere but couldn't find it. The last place we checked was the gift shop they had in the lobby. My mom told my sister that she could go into the gift shop and pick out uh, one thing to make up for her stolen bag. My little sister was crying and an older cast member whose name I don't remember was this kind older gentleman who had come up to her and asked why she was crying. She explained to him what had happened. The cast member went behind the counter and pulled out a Disney plastic bag, handing it to my sister and said, here's a bag, put in it what you think you had and we can see if we can do some Disney magic. Luckily, there were some of the little things that were there in the store, but for the most part, there was other stuff that was brought from home that we couldn't find. He then went behind the counter with the bag for a moment. Then he handed it back to my sister and said, I was able to do some Disney magic for you, princess. I hope it makes you happy. I wish I knew his name, but I will never forget what that cast member did. This kindness was truly a magical thing that did for my sister. Bella, I agree. Um, it sounds like that cast member knew exactly what to do, and I am so glad he made some magic happen um, for your uh, for your little sister. Next up um, from Bella says, When I was six and very tiny, Expedition Everest had just opened. I've always been a roller coaster junkie my entire life. I get that from my dad. However, I had never been on a real roller coaster like Everest at the time. My dad and I went on it together, and needless to say, I was incredibly terrified. I was screaming, crying, and freaking out. I was so scared. After we got off, my dad had to see the picture of my face that was taken on the ride, as dads like to do. He loved it so much, he actually went to buy it. A cast member behind the photo counter noticed me still crying and asked what was wrong. My dad told her that I had just ridden my first big kid roller coaster. The cast member was so impressed and so proud of me for riding such a scary ride, she gave me a lanyard full of pins to reward me for my bravery. I have the lanyard and the pins she gave me still to this day. Even though I was young, I will always remember the kindness she did. I even remember some of the other cast members joining in and congratulating me. 
Well, I have to say that's another wonderful story, um, and I still cry when I get off Expedition Everest, <laughs> at least on the inside sometimes. Um, no, I, I love that ride, but as many of you know, I do get motion sick, um, and so sometimes I don't fare well getting off that ride. Um, number three, before I was born, my parents were going to take my brother, who was six, to Disney. However, they unfortunately had to cancel the trip because my brother, um, who was diabetic, got very sick and had to go to the hospital. When my brother had recovered, they proceeded to go to Disney, and when they got into the hotel room, on the bed was a Pluto stuffed animal and a get well card for my brother. Well, that's another, that's a short but sweet story, and uh, I'm so glad that Disney was able to do that for, um, for your brother. I'm going to go, Bella, to your last story. When I was six for my birthday, my family and I went with family and friends to go to Mickey's Not So Scary. We were staying at the Yacht Club and were browsing around the gift shop before we went to the party. I was dressed up at Tinkerbell, as Tinkerbell, and I remember we all walked in and the cast members were so excited to see Tinkerbell. One of the cast members, who was an older man, came up to me and asked me for an autograph. I remember it so well. I got very shy and took his Disney autograph book and signed my name with the help from my mom. It's the little things like such as that that makes cast members such magical human beings. Even as I continue to grow up, but I still and always will, remember celebrating my sixth birthday at Disney and having a kind cast member asking me for my autograph. It still puts a big smile on my face. Belle, I love when cast members do that. Uh, I remember... Um, you know, it didn't happen too frequently at Disney's Animal Kingdom, but I've definitely seen cast members asking for autographs from little um, pirates or princesses or princes or other kids dressed up as Disney characters um, and really just makes their day. So I, I definitely appreciate you sending in that story. So this was just a handful of cast member stories uh, that happen every day, every single day at the Disney parks and resorts and even other places around the world. The Disney store. I, I, I remember being working at the Disney store when I was in college and we did the same thing. We tried to make magic for guests in these small little ways and big ways too. And, um, you know, I, I think if you're a cast member listening, past or present, thank you. Thank you for everything you do for guests because you truly make a difference and you're making so much more than a vacation. You are making family memories. You're changing lives. You are creating happiness. And uh, you truly are the heart of Disney. And I think no person put it better than Walt Disney himself. He said you can design and create and build the most wonderful place in the world, but it takes people to make the dream a reality. So thanks to all of you for sending in these stories, and uh, I, I certainly appreciate you taking the time to send them in, uh, letting me listen to some of these voice memos, and allowing me to share your stories on Imagineer Podcast. Just to close things out for this episode, I'm going to leave the typical advertising aside for the end of our podcast. And I, of course, want to 
here if you have any other cast member stories you'd like to share or any ways that we can continue to improve this podcast as we turn the page to a new year just another month away we're going to be heading into 2021 and i always love getting feedback so if there's anything you would like to see a future topic you'd like to hear on the show or uh, a way that you feel we can make this community even better for you definitely reach out to me you can send me an email at imagineerpodcast at gmail.com or you can follow Imagineer podcast on just about any social media channel out there and you can send me a direct message i do read each and every single email and direct message I get, I do my best to personally respond to everybody individually. Um, so definitely feel free to reach out to me there, share any cast member stories you have, or again, anything you would like to see in the year ahead as we head into 2021. But most importantly, I just want to extend my sincere, heartfelt thank you to all of you listening, that's right, you, if you are listening to the show, I want to personally thank you because you have given me such an incredible gift. When I started this podcast three and a half years ago, which is amazing to believe at this point, I said to myself, even if I get two new friends to listen to the show, um, you know, as a result of starting this podcast, that would truly be enough. But I have been overwhelmed by the response in such a positive way so grateful to all of you for continuing to listen to the show to share your feedback and enthusiasm and optimism our our sort of secret hidden message of the show is to spread optimism so thank you for remaining optimistic 2020 has not been an easy year to be optimistic but those of you who have i've noticed it and i'm so grateful to you for continuing to spread optimism. If you have not been that optimistic that year, uh, this year, I, of course, am totally understanding of that. And I just hope that you focus on the good and the positive in the world. And even in dark times, there's always light. Walt himself said life is composed of light and shadows, um, but there's always light and goodness in the world. And I hope that you are focusing on the positive, as Walt would say, to keep moving forward. Um, but again, just by listening to the show, you have done so much for me, given me such a gift of giving me a chance to share what I love with you, um, for taking some time out of, out of your day to, to share the things that I love about all things Disney and beyond, and give me the chance to chat with people who I looked up to as a kid and as an adult and never thought I would get the chance to speak to directly. Um, on behalf of this podcast and all of you listening, it is such a sincere and amazing gift, and I am so thankful and grateful to all of you. And if there's anything I could do in return, just let me know. Reach out to me in an email or a direct message. Um, you know, I'm constantly trying to find ways to continue to improve upon this show and this community and maintain that optimistic uh, environments where you can almost like going to Disney, get a little bit of an escape from your day. And I, I sure hope that you are looking to the year ahead with positivity and looking at the ways that you can go after your hopes and your dreams, whatever they are. The hardest thing I have to admit is just getting started. The one thing I wish I could have done is started sooner because I held off starting a podcast for probably five years just out of fear of what might happen if it fails. But what's so important to remember is what is important to do in your life is the things that you would do even if you were going to fail at them. What is that one thing that if you were to fail at it, you would still be happy that you did it? Certainly this podcast is one of those things for me. 
and whatever it is for you that if you were to fail at it, you would still want to do it at the end of the day. If you went into it knowing you were going to fail, that is probably your passion in life and what you should be doing. Um, so set those goals, start doing it, whatever it is, and make your life the best it can possibly be. But thank you so much, as always, for listening to Imagine Your Podcast. I'm so incredibly grateful for for you for listening. And uh, if you're here in the U.S. celebrating Thanksgiving, wishing you a happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Very happy holiday season as we approach the end of the year with a few more episodes left to go in 2020. But thank you so much for listening to the show. And we'll see you again in a future episode of the Imagineer podcast. From all of us to all of you, a very Merry Christmas. Good night. Save us, we